Hello and welcome to uh, part two of episode 245 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cam. And in this episode, we will be continuing our discussion of Orlando, the, what we have deemed perhaps creepily named, (laughs) City Beautiful. (laughs) Whereas last episode, we discussed sort of the nature of the city and its uh, boomtown status. Uh, In this episode, we're actually going to get into some of what we like to do there, would like to do there, and maybe recommend you do. When you visit the city beautiful, I just, I cannot say that guys without, <laughs> without it not ringing right in my mouth or something. I don't know. Dude, that sounded gross too. See what it does? But first we thought we would kick things off, not with the weekly, geekly, geekly, weekly update as we did in part one, but rather with a segment about the goings on in Orlando and beyond that we like to call the news extravaganza. Cam. Take it away. All right, all right. So since we're talking about Orlando, a um, little bit of Disney news. Um, so apparently in uh, the next year or two, Disney will be um, uh, – Disney's creating a Starship Luxury Resort experience. Yes. That's going to be attached to the Disney Hollywood Studios. It's freaking – well, I mean, if it's anything, anything near to what it looks like, I mean – take all my monies as they say, as the kids say on the internet, Um, you get a two nights in an immersive luxury resort that looks and feels like a star Wars spacecraft. Um, They, you, uh, you get a, obviously you get a room that seats uh, that uh, accommodates up to four people with an interactive view of the galaxy or pool and atrium. Um, You get meals with like signature dinner and entertainment. I'm sure they'll probably have like a Mo's Eisley cantina and like all that shit, you know, um, you get one day of Walt Disney theme park admission, um, to Disney's Hollywood studios. Uh, and you can visit the star Wars, uh, themed land on day two. So I guess that's going to coincide when, with the, the star Wars land that they're building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they're going to have some like story driven entertainment that unfolds like it like unfolds over the course of your stay. So there's like live character encounters. I don't know if it's going to be like, I don't know how like immersive it's going to be or whatever, but like, you know, I know like at like Hollywood studios, they do like, or MGM as I will always call it. They have like, you know, where the kids can go and like train to be Jedi's and like a little show. And they have like, you know, they have all kinds of little different, like cool character interactions and flight training and things like that. Um, So I guess they'll have that kind of stuff there at the resort as well. They'll have like lightsaber training, personalized secret missions, flight training, things like that. So all in all, it looks pretty freaking awesome. Like, I mean, you know, they had me at star Wars resort, you know? Yes. I, I, Cam, this, this is what I was envisioning for the parks. When I first heard this was going to happen. Like I want to stay at a hotel that feels like I'm in the star Wars universe. Like this is a definite take my money proposition. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely looking for, I mean, I, that's something I would definitely spend the money to stay like on property at Disney for, you know what I mean? Uh, I wonder, I mean, I mean, I'm hoping they'll have like annual pass holder deals and stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. Probably a vacation club. Yeah. Uh, imagine if you could like buy a freaking like, you know, like a timeshare in the star Wars resort. That'd be sick. They could command top dollar for that. They wouldn't even have to tie it in with the rest of their, Disney Vacation Club timeshare. I think yeah. they could just have like a, amazing, like get a month, live here for a month a year. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of Disney, uh, there's been all sorts of rumblings and grumblings on the internet um, that Apple might be buying Disney. Ah. And, uh, you know, from everything I've seen, it could happen, probably won't happen, could be a good deal. But, you know, you know how these things start. You know, it's just oh, a lot of conjecture. You never know. Maybe they had a, com- you know, maybe they have had conversations about it. Maybe they have, like, you know, there's been a few, you know, people have looked into it or whatever, but. Um, that would be a pretty, pretty big merger of two giants, uh, Apple and Disney. That would be, I don't, I don't even, I can't even begin to estimate that what that would portend for the consumer. Um, yeah, I think that's the issue we would care about is like, so does that mean, is that going to be, mean we're going to get a lot more, you know, a, a lot more bang for our buck? Or are we going to have to pay a lot more buck for our bang, basically? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, iTunes exclusive Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah, and like your Android phone won't work in the Disney parks anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would be awesome. It, it could make for some interesting consumer offerings that we're probably not even thinking of now. Um, it could also mean we could have a sponsor, a, a perpetual sponsor for Epcot finally. Yeah. Could also mean, I don't know, because our audience, I think, falls pretty heavily on the end consumer spectrum. I'm not sure what to make of that one, Cam. I mean, I think, look, it's two, it's two huge companies, and they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. I'm sure they'll find a way to screw us in the end. I mean, because you know, <laughs> Disney is known for screwing everybody. Uh, you know, they're. I mean, every time I turn around, they're raising the price on something, and making you pay for something, and adding, you know, whatever no value but extracting more value from you uh, they're so, so good think, they're so good at making you walk away feeling pleased that well that's <laughs> that's the thing and so is apple i mean people will stand in line for days to pay 700 bucks for a new phone you know what i mean like Ooh. both companies have this just like weird ability to command this brand loyalty um so maybe it's i mean for them it's just, maybe it's a home run oh cam you you you've really just got me thinking here those who listened to part one of this when i discussed my uh, time at the star wars celebration uh convention yeah we'll we'll get this uh, in particular i can see them merging star wars celebration with the annual apple conference so you now have to wait in line for eight hours (laughs) (laughs) to get an iphone picture with mark hamill yeah (laughs) and then you get like a a free song on itunes or something I mean, I, I look. I, I'm willing. I'm willing to pay higher prices if they're gonna give me like, allow me to just like get all my stuff like on from my iPhone. You know what I mean? I'll buy the iPhone for you know tack on a hundred bucks to it, but let me get like all the exclusives. Let me order all the exclusives only for my iPhone, so I don't well, have to go wait in line. Remember how they like force pushed like a YouTube album to all the iTunes users? Yeah, uh, a everyone years was ago? so. It was Jay Z's album actually. Oh, is that no, what was it was? It? Oh, no, no. Was it? I think it was, no, I think that was on Android. I, I, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. Well, they, people were mad about them force pushing that to their devices, but now, now they're going to force push yes. content to your devices, right? <laughs> uh, it has yes. a different ring to it. Yes. And you might, it might be a, like a sneak preview of a Star Wars movie or something, you know, or game or who knows what. I mean, look, they force push shit on us on every, like, Every day, basically. I mean, how many times? Like, every day, they're trying to get me to update something or right. know, the new iOS is. 
You're sick of them force pushing, but when they're... But am I getting a different phone? No. <laughs> That's right. And soon they're going to be force pushing. And if you say it differently in a yeah. Star Wars-y kind of way, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it makes you not so upset at them. <laughs> we will be force pushing a mandatory update to our OS, which will require you to purchase it. Okay, so Yeah, Darth Vader says you must. <laughs> Darth Vader's <laughs> force pushing this on you. You have to take it. Oh, all right, if it's Darth Vader, I guess I'll do it. Like the that... When you don't read that end user uh, agreement, it, it, it starts off with "I'm altering the bargain." <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like the imperial like march like plays in the background. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so that's let's you know that remains to be seen whether or not that will happen. Uh, the newest season of Doctor Who premiered this past weekend. All right. Um, episode was awesome. This is the swan song of the. Uh, Peter Capaldi doctor iteration. Um, this is his last year and then last season. And then supposedly the new doctor will premiere on the doctor who Christmas special this year. Um, it had the new doctor has not been decided yet. As far as I know, um, the grumblings are, and the, the, the rumors are that it's between several people, but Chris Marshall has been rumored. I don't know if you know who he is. He, he's been in a bunch of movies. He was in Love Actually, a couple other things. Um, and actually, Tilda Swinton, the actress, is rumored to be one of the frontrunners as well. I, I would kind of dig an actress, but then they'd have that whole sexual chemistry between them thing again. Because the new companions buy, right? I mean, or... Yeah. Yeah, well, it's guess, a it's a black know. chick. Uh, the new command is a black chick. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I think she. But I mean, I think the. Uh, I, I think the uh, understanding, or maybe maybe it's not. But I, I don't think that they've ever really said that the doctor is not omnisexual either. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think if you asked any true fan, they would probably say the doctor would probably get with whoever wants the doctor wants to get with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess Whether they've never really explored his gender preferences, huh? Not not even gender, but I mean, like, think about how many different species preference. You know what I'm yeah. saying, or orientation, or whatever you want to call it. I think, I think they could get away with that romantic tension, Brian. I think the reason Capaldi can't have it is because he's committed the ultimate crime, which is getting old. I like it without it, though. Like, I'm tired of. You like it, but the, oh, God, I'm gonna feel like the total like entitled nerd fanboy. But honestly, like the audience that likes the dreamboat doctor they i think they really ate that up man yeah for sure and i think it's she's not old and creepy to you know quote quote old and creepy creepy so it might be permissible to to bring that back even progressive right because now it's two women and that shows how forward thinking they are yeah anyway regardless of love interest and i i agree with you brian it's nice to have that taken out of the equation I think she might be a good choice. Do you do you agree? Aside from I, I, I kind of want to see a woman doctor. I have no idea who she is. So she's that like she's a pretty big actress. It. Yeah, yeah. She, but she's weird. She's got like a really. She's got a very interesting face. She's she's got a weird face. Yeah, um, she's. You can't unsee her. I guess once you look at her face. Yeah, but like yeah, I mean like the doctor obviously was married to River Song forever, but like that was just like one. Who knows who he's been married to over his 900 years. You know what I'm saying? And she was like portrayed as a woman on the show, but she was also like part-time Lord as well. So, you know, like she started the show like as a 
young black female and could have been, you know, like the doctors change, pref- you know, gender or whatever. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, curious to curious to see how that works out. I should probably get caught up because I have not seen most of Capaldi's run, I'm afraid. And uh, uh, I like him. I, I don't mind him. I mean, my favorite is David Tennant, but, you know, I, I understand. I, I get the the love of of Matt Smith. I mean, in spite of myself, even though he was like the young dream boy, you know, dream boat fanboy or whatever, you know, whatever. Like, I, I, I still liked him. I, I thought he was funny, you know. Yeah. Um, but I liked him, too. He brought, you know, seriousness to the role. He brought, I think, like a different dimension. And now we'll see who, what the new person does. I mean, I think that's what Doctor Who's all about. I mean, there's been so many different Doctors and they've been all, you know, so different in, in, their, in terms of how they've played the Doctor. I think that's the cool part. Still holding out for Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Uh, speaking of Whoopi Goldberg or not, uh, the Attack on Titan live action play that's been sort of slated to start uh, is on hold now because in Japan, one of the uh, one of the actors died in one of the stunts. Oh, God. Probably got yeah. eaten by a giant Titan animatronic or something. No, he was training with, like, wire suspension. You know, sort of like oh. what happened with that, like, Spider-Man, the musical thing or whatever. Uh, he was, like, training with the wire suspension device, and, uh, and he fell. Uh, he didn't wow. die on impact, but he died, like, ten days later from his injuries. Presumably simulating, like, the gear that they use to fight the Titans. Yeah, wow. that flying, the flying stuff they use. Sorry, I didn't mean, to, didn't mean to make light of that. That's terrible. That's tragic. Yeah, poor guy is gone. Yeah. Um, today is Wednesday, even though it won't be, this show won't be released on a Wednesday through the magic of editing and all that. Uh, uh, it's uh, also known as New Comic Book Day, right? Yeah. Um, the, I didn't get it today, but I, I want to get it. I will probably go tomorrow and get it. But um, Batman 21 came out, which is the DC Universe Rebirth number one. Uh, I guess it's part part one of the DC Universe Rebirth, where Batman and the Fastest Man Alive are basically trying to figure out why the happy face bloody button from Rorschach is on the Batcave wall. Oh. So it's supposed to be like it's it's supposed to be part of DC's like like the that rebirth relaunch that we talked about where like they're trying to get away from like the grittier dirtier side of things, darker side of things. And uh I think they're trying to do more of a Marvel sort of like kind of it up. you know, brighter, light yeah, lighter, happier, funnier version side of I'm, things. I'm a little confused. Is this rebirth something that happened post New 52 or like I, I'm way behind on DC Comics? Um I, it's I an think... alternate reality before rebooting, right? I, I guess we'll see if it's an alternate reality or if someone really rewound time. Because oh. they're kind of like, kind of undoing New 52, I think. DC, this may be typical of Marvel and DC. I'm not, I do not have the uh, tenure in comics to, to really understand this. But what is with these constant like universe reboots? What seem to me like constant reboots and... Oh, it's right? very simple. There's absolutely no originality yeah, it, in the it, world, it and they this way they get to sell the same story over and over and over and over. 
like you see you see like the same like similar arcs repeating themselves over and over but like with a little bit little bit of a variation because you're in a new dimension or some crap right that's crummy that's like 95 percent of the reason why i stopped reading com- not reading but like my comics dropped way off you know what i'm saying my comic reading and comic buying because you knew this was going to be like in a way this was all just going to be like nullified at some point and well i mean it sort of even goes back to like you know to bring doctor who back into it it sort of goes back to remember we had that whole like the talk about the christmas special with the tangerine and all that remember brian where it's like you don't know i mean so it's like fuck you we just spent, I just spent real, why do i care yeah right i just spent all this time and money invested in getting invested in the storyline or this arc or whatever and these characters and then now all of a sudden you're just fucking changing everything and then not only that but you're going to give me the same storyline but now it's because something else happened it's just a little bit different and now one person's doing something that the other person did or you know, like i don't know it's just stupid i'm i'm going to preach for a second cuz i i really think comics are about to like enter like a dark age like i we're we're going to we're losing comic book stores left and right and people who are superhero fans are not comic fans and the companies are changing the comics to appeal to people who like the movies, which alienates the comic book fan. Things are getting ugly. I I did pick up Batman 21 today, and I'm not going to discuss any any spoilers or anything like that, but I will say they hype this up as, like, all this amazing story and, like, the tease, like, will there be answers? Won't there be answers? Of course there's no fucking answers. But this book is told kind of from the Flash's perspective. So how they portrayed that is one panel in the book is one second. What? It's one second. Like, you know, Flash perceives things super fast. Uh... So it's a 24-page book. There's probably, like... 80 panels in it, and 60 of them are one minute. Wow. I have never in my life seen so much filler. Read the first page, read the last page, done. Done. So they've literally, like, yeah, advanced a story, like, not at all, (laughs) and sold you a book. I hate it. And I'm actually really kind of intrigued with... Like, their idea, because I, I like this whole, you know, what's his name? Dr. Manhattan created a pocket universe and changed all this. And, you know, maybe the, the good guys are going to have to fight Dr. Manhattan somehow or, or whatever. It's it's a pretty neat, like, concept. But, dude. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> I, I'm... As somebody who has occasionally thought, sought to dip a toe in, it's just a flurry of chaos. I cannot... I hate to say this. As someone who grew up with, like, closet comic books and, and smelling moldy and, like, what do you want, kid? Owners and having to go through five or six different places just to fill the holes in your collection and everything, I, I hate saying this. Buy the trade, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wait six months and buy the trade. Or nowadays, it's not. You don't even really have to do that. I mean, you could just go on, on Amazon and just download it for a buck or two. You know, the whole story arc for a couple bucks. Yeah, under your, under your Kindle or whatever. 
sad, sad state yep. of affairs. Um, and sort of in keeping with that, just so I don't leave Marvel out, Marvel had its own controversy recently. The um, X-Men Gold number one came out and people started reading it and they were like, wait a minute, what are these like little little oh. things <laughs> in here? Like there's like something on, uh, you know, something on some, you know, on, on uh, you know, little, little little thing here, little thing there. And I guess this this Indonesian artist, uh, his name's Ardian Sayaf, or Sayaf. I don't know how to how to pronounce it, but he put some like he put a bunch of pro-Islam and anti-Semitic references and anti-Christian references into his drawing, and so he's been fired. Basically, like Marvel caught like a ton of flack and a, a ton of. Uh, uh, of ire because of that and so they ended up like suspending him i think or something and then they ultimately terminated him <sighs> that's he put like a quran verse onto like you know one of the character shirts he put you know some other like imagery and things like that little little like little easter eggs that weren't that great of easter eggs because people like noticed them right away and and not on. like not like a benign quran verse one of the like you know ones used probably to justify shitty behavior well, yeah, I mean, he came out later and said, like, well, you know, I was just preaching love. I'm not preaching anything, you know, against, you know, he's like, yeah, I put my own personal stuff in there. But, you know, it had nothing to do with, you know, being anti anything or anti anyone. But, I mean, I think, you know, you can't you can't even mess around with things like that. And uh, no. obviously Marvel wasn't happy with it and uh, they got rid of him. I mean, look, they, they were interviewing some other like artists in one of the articles I read and they're like, look, Marvel can't catch everything. You know, the, these comic book publishers, they can't catch everything. Like if I want to put my favorite number somewhere, like they're not going to know that my favorite number is eight. And that's why like the, you know, the address starts with eight or whatever. Or if I want to, you know, put my daughter's name as a street name or something like that, like no one's, no one's ever going to catch that. And even if they do, who cares, you know, but you know, once you start getting into politics and religion and all that, you got to keep your, you know, as an artist, you you, you know you got to narrow your vision to just the you know the, the comic, not you know your political views, your religious views. Right. Yeah. I that you're appealing to a broad audience, and the, and your parent company is not in the interest of yeah furthering your political views. I don't know. Like, we, who thinks that you're going to get away with this sort of crap? Is he a young guy? Was he just kind of naive? Or I'm sure he's a young guy. He's an Indonesian, which I'm not saying Indonesians are dumb. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that he understood. I don't know that he understood the backlash it would have had. It, it had over here. You know what I'm saying? Like over there, it's he's probably just like, oh yeah, no big deal, you know. But he, does, I don't think he lives in the United States, so he probably didn't realize that. I, I think. I was reading it had something to do with something political there. Like there's some, there's a Christian uh, president or prime minister or something who a lot of the Muslim community doesn't like. So it was kind of almost a protest against him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was anti-Christian and anti-Semitic. And even if it, even if like his motivations weren't that it's, if it, even if it comes off as that. I think that I read somewhere. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I was trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. And, and this may also be a, a reflection of like where he's from and like just kind of prevailing attitudes. But basically he said like uh, his comeback when like he was getting trouble was like, uh, one, you know, once you offend the Jews, they're like merciless. <laughs> like that was actually his like, comeback. Like, wow. 
no, that's it was like i think the quote was uh once the jews have been offended there is no mercy like that's so in his mind like you know the evil idiot. jews that like run the world were probably yeah, just like nope the idiot <laughs> oh my god anyway so well needless to say it caused a bunch of controversy which caused the book to sell out right away uh and marvel has said that you know all the reprint none of the, you know obviously all those things will be removed from the reprints um but Ooh. i got my original one so yeah nice <laughs> nice so it's it's i mean i think it's selling for like 20 30 25 30 bucks on ebay right now or amazon wow i should just, uh, well I, I should sell it i i would hold on to it the value is only going to go up as as the uh you scarcity know, as, the, as the jews yeah. purge it from existence with their, <laughs> you know with their world domination yeah so guy's a dummy got what he deserved i think yeah yeah he did you know not that i'm like pro any particular religion but you know you you can't you can't be anti any religion i I, I guess i'm I'm anti anti anti-religionists i should say like let people believe what they want leave your freaking sorry ass views at home no one cares right don't crap on other people's stuff and you know i I don't think any of us are like super politically correct but you can't be like posting you can't straight out seek to offend people and then get pissed when they're offended yeah dummy yeah uh and speaking of offensive uh pornhub our favorite porn site yeah um has come out with a well you know back on april fools they had the hilarious like they i think they had the best april fools prank of all which was like when you went on their site it it, like posted a message that hey you know like sort of one of those things like when you go on facebook and you do one of their stupid little surveys or whatever like everyone can see that you've done this or whatever so like they posted one of those like hey everyone can see that you know what you've like viewed on Pornhub or whatever, but obviously it was an April Fool's joke. Um, well, they just came out with a app that makes like, like dick pics and like, you know, whatever sexting, uh, a little better. So you can basically upload the app and then, you know, like those stupid filters they have on Snapchat and, and, and whatever, where you can like put like a dog face on yourself or a cat face or whatever, you know? Well, now you can like, put like an elephant trunk on your crotch instead of like having like the, you know, so you can send like a naked picture of yourself without like, but cover up like the important parts, you know what I mean? Which is funny, which is like a little counterintuitive because it's Pornhub. You'd think it'd be the other way around. <laughs> like oh, like on the article, they got a picture of like some dude standing naked in a freaking, you know, he's taking a, a bathroom pick and he's taking it in the, in the, in the, uh, in the mirror in his bathroom. And he's got like a pre like a, christmas present over his crotch <laughs> so it's a safe way to send nude photos love it love it i i think uh it's the thought that counts with nudity and so i think that uh pornhub they've done a wonderful thing here what, what yeah, we need so is it... the proliferation of, not, of nearly nude photos yeah, I, it... I don't usually swing this way but i, I really want to see someone's cock with like puppy dog eyes on it yeah right ears <laughs> Well, you can download the Trick Picks app um, today, actually, Brian. And uh, it is um, – there's a bunch of different things. There's like the, the quote-unquote trouser snake. There's the classic dick in a box, which is what they're showing, the, the Justin Timberlake thing. Um, women can pick from options such as big guns, biggins, you know, to put <laughs> over the biggins. Uh, knock knockers. Uh, Insta clam. And uh, my precious, I can only imagine what that <laughs> might be. Um, basically, they're marketing themselves as the Snapchat for nudes. All right. Well, what's Snapchat going to do? 
Yeah. Wait, I, I, think, I, thought, I thought that was Snapchats. They were the Snapchat for dudes. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, and with that little bit of news, I will snap it back to you. Uh, All right, let's chat then. <laughs> <laughs> about tonight's topic well this episode's topic could be any night could be the same night who knows when you're listening to this folks but this is part two of our discussion on orlando discussion of orlando i should say to use a little bit more proper english and whereas last time we kind of talked about the city uh it's kind of scale and and breadth and everything just really really sort of its character uh now we're going to get into some actual highlights, some things that we enjoy doing that we uh, recommend you do. And we're going to round that out with some things that uh, we would like to do in the future that we, we still have yet to do in Orlando. And that those could even be things that aren't yet uh, available. So uh, that will round out the discussion. And then I've got one final thought to kind of take away at the end, which I think will be interesting, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So uh, let's dive right in. Who wants to go first with uh, maybe even something obvious that you do when you head to Orlando? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in. I, I love to go to uh, I love to go to Cloak and Blaster. Oh, nice. Okay. The uh, you know it's it's the board game bar and cafe, and it's not just board game, but board game and video game cafe in Orlando, and it's right by UCF. It's right by one of my. Uh, one of my rental homes. And so it's, uh, it's, it's very convenient for me to be over there. And, you know, I'm usually when I go up there, I'm over there doing stuff anyway. And so, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's fun to play board games. They've got good food. Uh, I'm not a drinker, but they've got good drinks I've heard. And, uh, it's right by the Waterford Lakes mall, which is like, you know, they've got a pretty cool movie theater there and they've got a GameStop and they've got some other geeky places in there as well. So it's, it's a nice little, you know, that little area right there is, is really cool for, you know, it's, it's, it's near the UCF area. So it's sort of out of the way if you're a tourist, but, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of places to go over there. If you're, uh, if you're trying to get your geek on. Cool. Now here's something else I'll say about what I like about Orlando. When you say out of the way for tourists, you mean like 20, 30 minutes out of the way. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not, not like. Away about a 20 minute drive if you're like downtown or you're like near the the theme parks 20 30 minutes yeah yeah i actually really love how how close even something out of the way is yeah and that that kind of gets back to part one where like there that you can just kind of throw a dart at the map and find something to do like in orlando if you wanted to just like the, the way i found that the virtual reality arcade i played uh I played at with my friend Nick uh, after WrestleMania was I just Googled virtual reality arcade and found it and like went there within 20 minutes, as you just said. So that's one of the advantages of being in sort of an entertainment capital, I think. Sweet. So, okay. Cloak and blaster cam. I was sort of setting you up when I said the obvious, like I figured (laughs) one of us might lead in with the theme parks. They almost go without saying, but uh, you went right into something that somebody might not think of who hasn't been there. So, yeah, uh, I figured we we covered Disney. I, I think in the last segment, but I mean, obviously, we obviously Disney is you know the huge draw, the huge draw, Disney Universal. Yeah, Disney Universal, the big parks, right? Yeah, Legoland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Legoland is the number one. Gatorland. Uh, yeah, 
the big theme park trail, of course, the what I would consider maybe the tentpole attractions, but Cloak and Blaster is an example of it's sort of the quintessential barcade concept, right, Cam? Right? So, uh, not, not yeah, barcade. Not, not yeah, not a barcade. Uh, more like the uh, ga- gaming cafe. Basically. Gaming cafe. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I got that wrong. I thought there was an actual barcade there as well. Player one, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, player one, and there was also um, Bart. It's a place called Bart Bar Arcade. Um, I was actually confusing it with Player One because Nick was actually scoping that out uh, for an after after one of the WrestleMania related events. We were just too beat to go there. Player One, so Cloak and Blaster is definitely more like tabletopy, um, similar to uh, a place I would have visited up here in the Seattle region. The name of which is Oh Card Kingdom, Card Kingdom, I think. Yeah. And uh, Player One's more video gamey. Okay, so for those of you looking for a watering hole, they are to be found. In Orlando, okay, I've just recommended a great one. Okay, Brian, what about you? What did you got uh, to recommend? It it kind of we kind of covered it, but we didn't really. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand that it's actually different. But man, Islands of Adventure is like my favorite park. Ah, yes. I hear Orlando. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I hear Universal so often, but. People who don't know can go to Universal and not wind up in Islands of Adventure. And that's that's really a shame. Yeah, so explain for people that don't know the distinction between Islands of Adventure and just like straight up Universal Studios. Like it's a, it's a attached park, but I don't think people quite understand. It's Epcot. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's a more fun Epcot somehow. Well, yeah, because their ride, their rides are out of control. Kind of, in my opinion, it's Disney World because I hate Universal. You hate the actual Universal Park itself, yeah, yeah. yeah. Universal's not like—I mean, not to say I hate Epcot, but it—it's it, the one I do not prefer. Yeah. So, Islands of Adventure is the first Universal Park I had exposure to in Orlando, and we used to go there like back in the '90s, well, the late '90s to early 2000s a lot, and I went there like dozens of times and never went into Universal Studios proper. And then finally I went and went into Universal. I was sorely disappointed because whereas Islands of Adventure had like a uh, roller coasters and fun rides and cool themed lands, Universal was just kind of like, eh, eh, some movie like screen based attractions, not super exciting. And I think with the exception of the Harry Potter stuff that they've added, what does Universal proper actually have going for it over Islands of Adventure? I guess the, the movie, IPs like I mean I guess they have mummies still right people love the mummy these days don't they yeah I mean I I have a I have a like soft spot in my heart for the original Universal just because like I used to love going there as a you know a kid and in college as well uh, like we had, you know because I was going to college there you could get an annual pass for like sixty bucks it was so cheap and you, you know it was like no restrictions you go every single day if you wanted to and park for free. Um, so like I used to love going and playing, like going on to the back to the future ride and like, you know, all that stuff, but which is not even there anymore though. Now it's like, I think it's the Simpsons, but I don't know. The original universe, the original universal still has like a, like I said, nostalgia for me, but I agree with you, Brian. I think Island of Adventure is definitely the super, but I mean, it's the newer part too. Yeah. 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 Circa early nineties. Yeah. Plus, well, plus it has like all of the. 90s like real like quote-unquote real roller coasters yeah the actual rides yeah all the other the ones in universal are just like the i mean i think there's like the mummy 
there's a couple little roller coasters and you know but everything else is sort of the simulated rides or whatever yeah so folks if you're going to if you're going to universal so to speak i don't know if they have a park hopper or what but don't miss out on islands of adventure it, it is hmm. i dare say you can like spend a few hours in universal then hop the harry potter train over to the more fun park <laughs> yeah let's be honest you can go to harry potter at universal and then just walk away from that park entirely right spend the rest of your day at islands of adventure yeah, that's what I would do. I, I would go first thing to Universal, get your Harry Potter stuff out of the way, then ride the Harry Potter train to the Harry Potter land in Islands of Adventure. Please remember, there's a Harry Potter section in both parks. Do your Harry Potter stuff there, then go out into IOA, yeah, and just have a blast, because there's like a lot of cool rides. Uh, they've got the Hulk, they've got the Spider-Man ride, they've got, uh, for now, they've got the... Doctor Doom. Yes, they do have the, the Doctor Doom's fall. <laughs> they, they've got the former Dueling Dragons, known, now known as the Harry Potter... Uh, a dragon challenge. They have uh, suspiciously consistently high rated restaurants in that like <laughs> Sinbad's Island area or whatever it's called. <laughs> Every time you walk by, it's like best, uh, best theme park restaurant nine years running. I'm like, are they just yeah, right. <laughs> rating themselves at this point? Like that's probably in their zip code, which includes the parking lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> which that, that doesn't even make sense either because like in that zip code is like, emeralds and like they have all those like really upscale restaurants as well you know the palm the palm restaurant yeah yeah i mean for my money nothing beats be, be our guest that at disney but oh like, my gosh yeah. yeah what restaurant is that you know which one i'm talking about it's like the one near the sinbad it's called poseidon's uh, isn't it yeah something like that poseidon's yeah and they, they always have that sign out front boasting of how they're like the best rated restaurant in any theme park ever Terrible. i should actually look and see what publication that is probably islands <laughs> of adventure monthly yeah, yeah. You know, what's so funny is that my dad, um, my cousin was in town recently, and my dad went up to visit him in Orlando. So him, my dad, my cousin, and my brother all went to Universal. And my dad is not, like, a theme park guy. Like, that's the first time he's been to a theme park, I think, in, like, 30 years. Like, when he like when he took us to Disney, like, last, like, you know, however many years ago. And um, they, they, and my cousin as well, he's, like, he, he's not a, like he's like an immigrant so he never like he's never really been to like a theme park and so my brother like took him on the hulk and he didn't tell them you know about, ah, about the hulk. so like <laughs> my brother was like those guys got off that thing and they look like they got hit by a truck he's oh like, my god <laughs> he said my, he said like literally it killed the day like sadly it like killed the day for my dad because like i guess he was like feeling like shitty after that for the rest of the day <laughs> but like you know, my dad's freaking 66 years old. He's not a like, young guy, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best launch. I'm, I'm no, like, roller coaster expert, but easily top five coasters. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Probably top three. I don't know about top three, but, like, it's it's maybe top three in Florida. Not everybody gets to go to Cedar Point. Yeah, I went. I went to that last year, and that was that was, that was a pretty right. freaking sick roller coaster. Game. <laughs> I do love that ride. Actually, Hulk is just—it's intense. It's really fun. Really well done. I, I really want to go to. I mean, since we're sort of talking about Orlando, I really want to go to uh, Bush Gardens. I, I know they've added a bunch of stuff there, and I haven't been in years—like probably seven or eight years. Yeah, and I've heard that is awesome. I haven't been to Busch Gardens in a long time. So Busch Gardens, in the last episode, we talked about sort of how Orlando and Tampa aren't far apart. They're separated by what's known as the I-4 corridor listeners. 
Well, if you're if you want to pop over to Tampa, they've got this park called Bush Gardens. Um, they're actually the people that own SeaWorld now. I understand. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's like roller coaster heaven. There's like it's like tons of roller coasters, and they're just always adding new ones. Um, so yep. yeah, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to hit that up myself, Cam. We'll do a Ganza Goes episode. We'll get yeah, a Ganza GoPro goes and go- get a GoPro <laughs> and go on all of them. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, for those of you in Orlando. Say it one more time. Hit up Islands of Adventure. Bring um, members of your family who are not used to roller coasters and who are of an age where they're very sensitive and see their days ruined on the Hulk. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. Uh, I guess that brings it around to me. Um, we hit on Universal. We hit on Islands of Adventure. Obviously, we talked about Disney. Definitely you know, make a point of visiting the big theme parks if you haven't. Uh, I'll go a little off the beaten path myself, and I mentioned it a couple of times now. I keep mentioning this VR thing I went to, but if you're in the iDrive area where my hotel was, or even if you're not, because it's only about 20 minutes to get there from most places of interest, uh, check out this place called Main Event Entertainment. That is the arcade, and I think there's even a movie theater nearby, um, but they also had that VR experience where basically you walk into a big like warehouse-like room, You've got like your VR headset and your gun and everything. And you've got, you kind of have like a little, some free roam stuff. And uh, they have two different games. One of the one Nick and I played, uh, former host Nick, I should say, to be accurate, was a zombie survival game. And other than the fact that like I had some quirks with my gun, that was really cool. That was like really like. Whenever we talk about VR, I talk about how, you know, the, they need to sell you on that experience you can't get at home. This is it. You cannot walk around freely in a large room with multiple players and have a VR experience like that at home. Um, completely untethered, just with a backpack on with all your gear and your, and your gun. Um, if you want to experience like VR beyond the home experience and something that's analogous to what the arcade used to be to the home video gaming experience, this is it. And, uh, a little a little cliff note or not a cliff note but a an interesting point about that uh gun issue i was having they're based in australia the company that like runs the technology are based in australia i had read about them and um they had pushed some kind of an update to the software the night before and by the way they record all your sessions they actually get to see like you playing their game all the way over in australia to like you know for performance data and stuff but they had pushed an update out that had made the guns kind of quirky. And so the the girl kept pausing and giving me a new gun. She's like, I'm so sorry, so sorry. And uh, I'm like, afterwards, I wasn't mad. I still had a good time. I was like, oh, do you, can you, like, call them or something? She's like, well, they're in Australia. We're not allowed to call. <laughs> so they're, like, pushing, like, live software updates out to uh, wow. evidently to these locations wherever they have this technology. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty the, cool. The sort of technical aspect of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I talk about, I talk about VR a lot, guys. You think this is something you guys might try out? I think you should. Yeah, I'm actually going to Orlando uh, pretty pretty soon, so I'll, I'll check it out. All right. Main event entertainment, V-Play. Look it up. And, and if you do the zombie one, awesome. Uh, try the other one, too. I never got to – I never tried the other simulation. We had to cool. be on our way. Uh, they also have a cool little arcade. Played the hell out of some Mario Kart uh, arcade. Nick consistently won, which pissed me off. <laughs> but yeah check out main event entertainment for an off the beaten path a good time that isn't a major theme park 
Can't bring it around to you again, man. You got another one? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I really enjoy uh, the just iDrive in general. There's a lot of, like, really cool, like, really cool things on iDrive. One of them being Gods and Monsters, the uh, the comic toy gaming cafe shop place or whatever. Um, so that's pretty cool there. And they have, I think, Coliseum of, Coliseum of Comics is there as yes. well. Um, there, there's a bunch of stuff on, on, on I, uh, on iDrive that you can do that are, I mean, just even just other stupid stuff, like, you know, like mini golf with like alligators and like, you know, different things like that. Like I think iDrive is a fun place to go. And like we said in this, the last, in the first part of the show, uh, you know, the other segment, um, it's really been like revitalized and they've really added a lot of really cool things to iDrive. And uh, I would say check it out. They've got Fun Spot, which is like a big arcade, and they've got like go karts and like things like that. They've got a whole bunch of those things where you can go and do like the super slingshot that like shoots you up and down. You know, like one of those things. Yes. Where they've got like one of those. They've got like the sky coaster. They've got like you know they've just got a million different things on iDrive that you can do. Um, you know, anything that strikes your fancy. Um, so I, I like, and they got a lot like a lot of really cool restaurants and stuff there too as well. So. They did have quite a selection of restaurants. I, I yeah. would agree with that. Mind you, folks, let us repeat. This is when you're not at any of those big theme parks. Like, this is just... Yeah, like sort of off down. the beaten path, sort of. Yeah, if you've got, like, two weeks there, you know, and you're not just spending all your time at the theme parks, definitely I would hit those up. Um, Texas Day yeah, Brazil yeah. Is, is there. One of my favorite meat repositories. You gorge yourself on limitless meats. <laughs> they just yes. keep bringing to you. It's one of those Brazilian style uh, all you can eat meat places. Yeah. Apparently a lot of cows in Brazil. Um, <laughs> yeah. You make a good point there, Cam, and I'll just inject this for a moment. If you're saving up to do like a three day trip to Disney, just save up for more years and do like a week or two trip to Orlando if you can, because like for more years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like because it's like it'd Put be your so vacation different. on hold for five years. <laughs> well, I think it would almost be worth it to spend two or like if you could spend two straight weeks there on vacation, think of the, the amount of fun you would have. Like it would be awesome. Just like nonstop play. Yeah. You wouldn't have to go to Disney or, or Universal all the time. Not that those are bad. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could go to Disney, like, one year, and then the next year go to Orlando and not necessarily go to Disney. Maybe just do all the other side stuff, you know? Or maybe, yeah, like, break, break it up where you do Disney one, you know, a couple days, do one week, one year, and do a couple days of Disney, and then the rest doing other stuff, and then the next year do Universal in a couple days, you know? Yeah, I dare, I dare say you could even do a trip where you didn't do any of those and just did the other stuff. If you yeah, were for sure. looking for variety. Fun, fun. There's always SeaWorld. Uh, well, actually, that's funny you should mention that. I'll get to, <laughs> I'll get to that one next. <laughs> Brian, do you got something else? Oh, let's see. Talk, uh, Cam stole Gods and Monsters and Coliseum of Comics. <laughs> oh, Sorry, uh, man. <laughs> uh, any others besides those, Brian? I know those were uh, near. What about out, out in Claremont? What about uh, out west? Uh, yeah, sadly, there's there's almost nothing out there. That's not a very comic book for the area. <laughs> actually, you know, out west in winter garden i don't know if it's still there but they have like i used to go there all the time when i lived out there um they have uh off route 50 they have this like um old it's one of those like old school movie theaters where you know it's it's like back in the 80s you know what i'm saying like the hard seats um, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah that's, that's it, the foot trafficy good eatery area isn't it it's it's in like it's in oviedo i think not oviedo what the hell am i to alto uh 
I, I can't remember exactly where it is, but I know it's off 50. Like, you, if you're coming from Claremont, you're going west. I'm sorry, you're going east towards, like, you know, Orlando. It's just, like, right off 50. It's, like, just this it's old like near the theater. thrift district, right? Not really. It's, no? It's, it's, yeah, it's... They they sell beer. They sell, like, the old-school popcorn and old-school snacks. Um, so you can go in there and just, like, have some... But it's not nice at all. It's like you just, it's almost <laughs> like a dive. You go you go in there, you can have some beers, get some popcorn. And I think they even sell, like, you know, like, you can get, like... It's almost like a, like a concession stand. You can get, like, a, you know, toaster pizza, things like that. But, I mean, that's actually a pretty fun place to go, just for nostalgia's sake. Interesting. You don't know the name of that? That sounds, like, pretty... No, it's just the theater. It's it's whatever something six. You know what I mean? Like it's not like uh, Okoe. It's in Okoe, I believe. Okoe. Yeah. Don't know. I but I'll go there. <laughs> we'll add that to the show notes if you can think of the name, Cam. I'll, I'll add one more underrated park. A- Animal Kingdom is good as long as you're not really interested in animals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you explain? It the the whole place is themed. It it it's just as beautiful and just as immersive as Disney World, except it's I don't know it, it it's real world. You know, like you get a, a feeling walking through Snow White's castle, but you get a totally different feeling walking through Morocco, or 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 feeling like you're on safari in. Africa like it, it it's not fantasy it's like a different vacation um they have great rides the um oh my god I, I it, it's the abominable snowman ride I can't think of what they actually call it Everest Everest yeah Expedition Everest Everest is a great coaster not top three but really good coaster and it's unique. I like that about coasters. It's got that like ooh trick at the end, like. But, I mean, it's it's Florida. It's usually the middle of the day. The animals are smart enough to be asleep. <laughs> yes. Don't go there if you want to like you know, see a cuddly lion. Yeah, if you want to catch the animals, you got to go on one of those safari things where they take a little uh, truck through their enclosures. Uh, early but even then they're always like under a rock somewhere in the middle of the day you can barely see him yeah it turns out even disney won't prod them out for your amusement so (laughs) the best thing to do if you like have a little bit of money not not like two weeks worth of money like tom was saying (laughs) but get a park hopper wake up early and go to animal kingdom in the morning and then go to the park you really wanted to go to there you go even even though they're supposedly making it more than a half day park, or they they claim they're trying to, yeah, Brian, I think Brian has a good point here. Knock that out in the morning, or just do what I what I recommend: save up your your money for a few more years and take a two week trip to Orlando. You know, and then come and go as you please. Limitless money, limitless budget. Um, I just linked you guys the it's the West Orange Cinema Five. West so it's only got five screens, but check out the link. I, sh- I linked you to the menu. <laughs> Look at the pictures on there. <laughs> so that's that's what they think is appealing to people. That's why I love it. It's just like a mom and pop piece of crap place, but it's freaking awesome. Like, Look at the cheese and fruit platter. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not what I was thinking. I got I to find that other place. 
West Orange. The cinema. cheese and fruit platter is literally like a paper plate with like the sections. You know what I mean? Like the three sections with some like cube cheese, some like Ritz crack, like some plastic bag crackers, an apple cut up. Oh like God! A little, some, yeah. Some grapes. <laughs> Ooh, I like that burger with those crinkle cuts. Yeah, they got the crinkle cut fries. <laughs> but like, look at this! Like, look at the sandwich. I mean, the sandwiches. It's like. <laughs> Wait, the cheese and fruit platter, they literally took like a bunch of grapes, some apple slices, some like some of those Nabisco prepackaged crackers. Yeah. And like they, they took the the cheese chunks that you get in the, out of the bag and dumped them on a plate. Here you go. Cheese yeah. and fruit platter. And, 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 put, and put one one toothpick in one of the cheese pieces. <laughs> to make it fancy. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, the definite highlight there. Anyway, uh, back to Brian's point. Animal Kingdom is actually I, I like it too. I, I recommend visit it in just the way he recommended. They are adding nighttime stuff now, and they're adding a new Avatar Land, which might make it more compelling at night. But historically, it's been a like get in there, see what animals happen to be awake, and get out. I caught a safari later in the afternoon. And I saw the ass end of an elephant trying to get back to its its pen for feeding time, and that was no fun. Yeah, well, I think to the morning, you're, if you do like the safari ride, you're probably better. It's a better chance to see the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Actually, yeah, doing you stuff. got you got to hit that first thing, and then after that, you do that. You, what, Brian? You ride Everest, you ride dinosaur, and then you bail, right? There's that whole like, I don't know. There's a very universal area in uh, Animal Kingdom, like that arcade section. That's fun. I don't know if it'd bring you back every year, but it, it's it's nice nice if you're there. That's that midway kind of place, right? Or yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I always found that I found that cheesy at Universal in the first place. Like I'm walking through Dino Land, like win a balloon, win a, win a prize, come pop a Dino balloon. I'm like, what am I at a fair? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they had much different plans for that park. Once upon a time, mm, kind of yeah. gave up. Yep, agreed. And. I mean, I guess you couldn't spend a whole lot of time there, but the the tree's amazing. Yeah, everybody should visit Yggdrasil once in their life. Agreed. Well, and it's always it's an awesome like photo op too. Like when Suzanne and I went a couple of years ago, like we we got we have a great photo right in front of the tree. Now to be lit up at night for the nighttime yeah. hours. Just yeah. just gonna say that again. Yeah, I mean, I love my my favorite part of it is the affection section. I know it's like sort of for kids, but like. You can go and like you know it's like the petting area, the petting. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The affection section—that's the best. I don't know how they got live dinosaurs in there. I thought they were extinct. That was amazing. <laughs> Brian, I honestly thought you were going to pull up Old Town as the uh, off the beaten path place to. Ah, uh, you know, I like Old Town, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable recommending that. That's a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it's what? It's a waste of money or? That's a yeah. A, a tourist coming in from out of state, they they'd hate me if I recommended that. Hmm. If you're so, if you're like a local with something to do, or if you've got that, I mean, if you go there a lot, you might as well drop by. You know, you get there Friday night, you got your hotel room, you can't do anything fun until Saturday morning. <laughs> go to Old Town if you, it's, you can't have fun anyway. <laughs> well, uh, Old Town, I think they have a pretty cool uh, like a like a ghost walk there. I think I'm pretty oh, sure do they? that one. I haven't done it, but I, but I've heard that it's cool. So I don't really know the history of Old Town, but if I had to characterize it, it would be as a uh, sort of a, a compilation of like <laughs> tourist trap things all in one place. Is that is that fair? That is one hundred percent a carnival that never left. <laughs> there you go. We're we're putting in stakes and we're going nowhere. 
put down roots. Their semi got a flat, and they just stayed. Been here ever since. Good thing Disney took off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll put Old Town down on the list. I will definitely second your recommendation of Animal Kingdom. And uh, do I have to do a third one before we move on? I think I do. Unless you want to count Old Town. I don't really want to. I don't want to be the one to recommend Old Town either. <laughs> Actually, that I mean, you, guys, you, guys, you guys laugh about carnivals, but I had one of my aunts, like her long-term like boyfriend, was this guy named Humpy, and he he was in the carnival. Like he was a carny. His name was Humpy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he did some <laughs> he did some stints at Old Town. Like, oh my gosh, he, he was he was a tried and true carny, uh, named Humpy. I think he's dead now, but yeah. Go it's Humpy. Like chicken accident. <laughs> so I don't know what he did, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, uh, in honor of Humpy, go to Old Town. His spirit lived, well, surely migrated there. Humpy lives on. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll do one more recommendation. This is something I want to visit again, but I visited in the past. So it doesn't count as a future never having done. Um, Especially in the wake of all the bad publicity, SeaWorld has been off the, the, the list. Even though this past Christmas season, they featured the Rudolph from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like, you know, old school stop motion cartoon, I could not get my companion to go. However, with, with them sunsetting the orca shows and all that in the wake of the of Blackfish and all that stuff, you know, for the mistreatment of the whales, and them being owned by Bush Gardens, I now come to understand they're trying to pivot away from a live animal show uh, experience, which, you know, animals are going to be there for a while. Let's not kid ourselves, but they're trying to push more towards uh, thrill rides and like an aquatic themed park. So yeah, they may still have the aquarium. They may still have uh, animals in a little more humane habitat, but no more tricks and all that kind of stuff, hopefully. Um, and they're moving more towards kind of a theme parky type of thing. And they're actually, from what I understand, investing a lot uh, to that end. So I would recommend if you can get past the fact that they have a history of making like pretty smart animals do tricks, <laughs> um, SeaWorld, because it is a rather unique experience to go there. You know, I mean, speaking of inhumanity to animals, I mean, when I was a kid, we went, you know, we would every year we do like a, that we would do like a field trip to like SeaWorld or like one of those places. Right. And um, they used to have this habitat where you could pet I don't know if they still have it, but you could pet the like stingrays. Yeah. Like, the stingrays would just go swimming around. They just swim in a circle and you just put your hand out and you can pet them. Right. Yes. Um, so I was with this group of kids, you know, they, they were kind of bad kids and they were like, Oh, you know, look, 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 look what you can do. Like, so one of the kids grabbed, if you grab the tail of the stingray, the stingray would like get hacked off and just start flapping really fast to Whoa. like, you know, get away. And then you let the tail go and he goes fast, you know, he like hauls ass or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like, do, 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 do. And you like, let it go. And it's like, woo, it, like shoots it like, <laughs> like, you know, blasts off basically. So I didn't do it, but like I was with the kids that were doing it and the kid grabbed one of the kids grabbed the, I remember, I never, I can't remember his last name. I remember his first name was Bobby. And he grabs the tail and the thing starts flapping 
and then he lets it go, and the fucking stingray flies out of the habitat onto the floor, oh, onto no. the cement, right? So we were like, I was like, oh no, like I was like the only freaking like guy that felt bad. I guess I was like, oh my god. So like I grabbed the stingray and I'm like trying to put him back in the tank. So of course I get busted, right? People are like, what are you doing with that stingray? You know, like and so oh my like, gosh. I get freaking escorted out of SeaWorld and get like, I have to go sit on the freaking, the bus for like six hours and wait for everyone uh, to finish at SeaWorld. Even though you were trying to help the Stingray. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they got, they got in trouble too. Cause like, I mean, once they realized what happened, like they, you know, they, they got in trouble too, but like, I didn't like rat on them or whatever. Like once they pieced it all together, like, you know, we all got busted, but like, <laughs> I was the one that like, they thought I was like the jerk, but I was the one that was trying to help the damn Stingray. <laughs> Can that's what you get for hanging with hoodlums, man. I know, man. I learned my lesson. Okay, so if you want to abuse stingrays, uh, basically <laughs> yeah. slingshot them onto dry land. SeaWorld's a <laughs> place to go. If you're more interested in them pivoting to a more humane way of doing business, uh, that's another reason. But I guess I might try to – I didn't know this in all my visits there. I may actually, when no one's looking, try to slingshot a stingray. <laughs> <laughs> the kid that did it probably was like, yeah, this is a cool scientific thing I know about that you don't know about. Yeah, no, I mean, he, like, he was like, dude, watch this. And then, like, you know, what, what do you <laughs> whenever someone says, hey, watch this, and you're, like, under the age of 20, like, you never say no, right? I mean, it's like. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you never say no. And that's the problem, Cam. Sometimes <laughs> you have to. Yeah. For those interested in the uh, in, in SeaWorld turning over a new leaf, we'll add, we'll add that link to the show notes. I. I they're still going to keep the orcas they have. They're just not going to breed anymore, which in my mind leads to a, the sad end of like a lone orca dying in a tank in a few decades. Yeah, that's bullshit. I know. I think, I mean, I honestly think they should free them, man. They're like, they're not meant to be kept in captivity, dude. You know, like I'm okay with an aquarium. Fish are not known to be intelligent, but orca are really smart. And that's basically, I don't think any cetacean should be kept. And, uh, Jury's out on, like, other animals. I gotta see how smart they are first. Makes you feel any better. We treat ourselves worse. True. I'd rather be in a show than work there. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. They probably don't treat the workforce well. All right. I'm gonna recommend SeaWorld. Uh, probably put an asterisk next to that, because I know it's gonna get me some ire. But, you know, controversy gets ratings, and that's what we're all about here at the Nerd Scrapaganza. Okay, that brings us to the uh, next part, which is let's each of us name. We've named some things that we recommend that we've experienced. Let's each of us name something we'd like to do in Orlando that we haven't uh, yet. Either something that exists that we just haven't experienced or something maybe that's coming in the future. So, Cam, lead us off into the future. Uh, you actually alluded to it in the earlier segment um, or in the, the other show, part one. Um, I I want to go to Wonderworks. I mean, I'm actually going to Wonderworks. Um, oh, in May, my mother, my sweet dear angel of a mother, is turning 65, and she is retiring after many, many years of working, and uh, May 30th is actually her 65th birthday, and so we are oh. taking her to Wonderworks, um, which sounds kind of weird, I guess, because why would, you know, why would my mom want to go to Wonderworks, but there they have this thing called the Out of Control Magic Show, oh. I believe. Yeah, the Out of Control Magic Comedy and Dinner Show. And apparently, if you look it up, it is, like, consistently rated as one of the best, like, dinner-type shows 
in the country, basically. And my mom wow. really, really loves like my mom really, really loves those kind of things like murder mystery dinners, like things like that. And, um, so that's, we asked her, what do you want to do for your re- like retirement slash birthday party? And she said, well, I want to get all my family and friends together and I want to go to like a really cool like dinner show. And so a lot of her family, I think I alluded to in the, the, the last uh, episode, um, a lot of her family lives up there in Orlando. And so we just thought it'd be easier for us to go up there. And, uh, my brother and I are putting, you know, basically put that together. So on, uh, basically we're, we're taking her all, you know, it's about 30 of us. We're all going to go to that dinner show together and celebrate my mom's 65th birthday and her retirement. And then also while we're there, that's, it actually really works out because, uh, Suzanne and I are going to go up there a little early. We're going to use our annual passes and go to Disney. Um, that weekend is also Megacon. Nice. Nice. And, um, We'll, we'll be doing that as well. The, the, um, Wonderworks and Wonderworks is actually pretty cool. They have like a bunch of things. It's like, uh, uh, it's, it's a, like, it's like a, it's almost like a sort of like a science center, like science type, uh, museum type thing, but for, you know, interactive for kids and young adults and old adults and whatever. And so they got like all these different like light and sound areas and natural disaster areas and physical challenge zones, space discoveries and imagination labs and things like that that you can check out. They've got like a ropes course. They've got a, a 6D. I don't even know what 6D is, but I'm excited to find out. They've got a 6D simulation ride. They have a laser tag arena. So they've got all this all this great stuff. And it looks really cool because it looks like an upside down building from the outside. Yeah. So folks, that just goes to show you, you pass these things by and like, like I do dismisses, Oh, you know, that upside down building, uh, you know, you, you see it on a on the out as an, as a landmark and don't give it a second thought. And it turns out that inside is like a host of things to do. Yeah. Um, super nerdy, it's... super sciencey. And like, I think it's going to be really fun. Awesome. Awesome. So see folks, there it is. Wonderworks. I'm, I'm glad cam. I'm glad you brought the, the, the upside down building, uh, around. Yes. I turned it That's around. Awesome. One would say, and uh, congratulations to your mom on her retirement and happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Hopefully uh, hopefully it'll be a fun time. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Man, and Megacon and Disney. What a what a great time. Man. Brian, what about you, man? Something you'd like to do that you haven't yet? How about something I'd like to do but can't? Okay. Yep. My favorite part of Islands of Adventure was the like the fantasy land dragons wizards you know restaurants carved out of out of giant oak trees and as much as i like harry potter man it wasn't worth losing that Mm. i want to go back in time a few years and visit pre-harry potter oh with the where it was like the fire and ice and all that stuff yeah dueling dragons right yeah the Enchanted Oak. Uh, there were some other things. Oh, eh, there was some like weird rides, like the the unicorn ride and the prancing unicorn. But Dueling Dragons was like the key attraction then. I feel. Oh, for sure. And I can't tell you. So I I know it's kind of the same ride, like the same track, but the dueling part was huge. That coaster is nowhere near as cool as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. They. Some idiot, something flew out of some idiot's uh, pocket, and like, almost, like I think a guy lost sight in one of his eyes. The, oh and from what I understand, the guy already had a messed up other eye, so it like screwed his day up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure like it messed this guy up, this guy's eye up. I was like, that sucks. And then it, r- later on in the article, it was like, the man already had an impaired vision in, in his other eye. I was like, that sucks. God. But, you know, you can blame Universal, and they have this awful locker system now where you have to take everything out of your pockets. And the dragons don't duel anymore. So for those of you who haven't been, this is still a cool coaster, but it's two kind of <clears> – it's two similar roller coasters that would – on the ascent, you would go up side by side, and then you would split paths, and then at a few points, you would look, you would like come like you were going to crash together almost. But of course, you wouldn't. You would like diverge, you know, again at the last minute. Um, and it was like a cool effect. It just added something to the coaster, and they took that away because of a an impact of a of a foreign object that some idiot brought on. And so now, when you ride anything at Universal, you have to check everything in your pockets into a locker, and then you can go on the ride. Um, and dude. One of the coolest cues I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That castle, like that, it's still, the castle's not as cool anymore now that it's just like some Harry Potter castle. But they were like, remember there were like skeletons and like guys like in cells like moaning and I want to say, wasn't the dragon like bursting through a door at one point too? Like there was a door you'd go by and you'd hear noises or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was really, I, I feel like they dumbed that cue down quite a lot for Harry Potter. And, uh, I mean, I like Harry Potter and now it's the dragon challenge, but it just, it feels like it lost something. And I love, they turned the enchanted Oak into that, whatever that Harry Potter restaurant is, but I loved like the, it's, I think it still serves the same barbecue and everything, but I just loved being in that enchanted Oak. I, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't branded. It wasn't themed. It was something that they created on their own, you know, not based on a property. And that made it kind of special. I agree with you, Brian. Yeah. I would so like of to... course it had. It was the first thing to go. Yeah, it's out. <laughs> they still have to get rid of like the Poseidon thing and like the Sinbad adventure and, and replace that with something else. And but, the storms uh... teacups. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh wait, that's a, that's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, storms teacups. <laughs> oh gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, man, bringing me back. Now that has me torn, Brian, because. For my future thing, I wanted to say, I have to choose, between the new gondola system that's going to connect. Remember how I've always wanted additional monorails to connect the resorts to the parks at Disney? Well, they're not doing that, but they are going to put in this huge like ski lift style gondola system that's going to take you from certain resorts to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So no more bus. The bus, I'm sure, will still run, but basically you walk outside your resort, you hop on this thing, and it takes you in the sky to your uh to, to the park of your choice i think that's pretty cool it's not a monorail but it's still cooler than a bus that was the thing i was gonna say i most wanted to experience in the future and it has now made our list thanks to my cheating but the thing i really now most want to experience since you got me thinking about universal is the nintendo land they're going to add yeah either at universal studios or ioa hopefully ioa so it'll be cooler I'm really excited to go to a Nintendo theme park, and I hope this is as cool as I'm making it in my imagination. Um, I'm hoping with Disney delivering big on Star Wars, Universal's going to feel pressure to really step it up with with uh, Mario and with Nintendo, and that we're going to see something big. I want I want like a Zelda themed thing, you know, where I'm like, I don't know, some kind of an interactive Zelda ride, and a Mar- you know, of course, a Mario Kart racer would be good. A lot of good. I think we even did an. I think we did an episode on this in the past, so I won't get too into it, but 
I don't know, are you guys excited about that? Nah, man, you're totally going to get, like, a tram ride with Bowser jumping out of the water. <laughs> no! No, I don't see that. It's going to be like, Donkey Kong! And Bowser, like, on a, on a, on a shark skeleton. Yeah, they're going to bring back the old Jaws ride. We still have everything, and yeah, he's going to pop out. Oh, no, he got us! <laughs> I hope you're wrong. I hope you're dead wrong. But uh, I'm still going to put They cheaped out on... Uh, Harry Potter at the height of Harry Potter, dude. They're going to cheap out on Nintendo. Wait, cheaped out in what respect? Like the you know, the ride? Oh, or? Harry Potter was horrible when they first opened it. Oh yeah, yeah. You mean before they added the new stuff? Yeah, before they added the second park. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, apart from Dragon Challenge, all they added was that ride that I call Sofa of Destiny because we were like sitting on a sofa and flying through the castle. That's a good ride, but, like, the presentation <laughs> was terrible. Like, Hogwarts was the old buildings with some snow on the roof. <laughs> yes, yes. And, like, they didn't even have a, a tavern. The place that sold butterbeer was a push cart. <laughs> yes, well, they've done right with the whole, um, what do you call it? Uh, oh, for crying out loud. Not Ho- Hogsmeade Village is the one, and then you go to uh, the other place. You get off the train in uh, the place where Nocturne Alley is. Diagon Alley? Yes, Diagon. Yes, Diagon. Um, you, you, if you're walking through Universal Studios proper, you're like, oh, what a lame park. Then you like duck into this like kind of, it's not really labeled or anything. You just duck into this alley and like, boop, there you are. It, they did a great job with that. They made up for the uh, the lame first iteration, so I'm hoping they go they really? go with that level of quality with the Nintendo stuff. I'm hoping Nintendo won't let them do something stupid. Rumor is that Rowling like forced them to make the Harry Potter stuff as good as it is. Yeah, yeah, she like it, compare like go to the Harry Potter stuff and like compare it to like the rest of the park, and <laughs> tell me you can't see like a massive difference. Um, and the next time you're there, just imagine only the IOA. Harry Potter stuff. Because that was the original, like, that was yeah. the plan for, like, three, four years, wasn't it? Yeah, that was all they were going to, they were just going to have that. That was all you got. But they couldn't, everybody gravitated to that. But, but Brian, even comparing that to the newer stuff and seeing the difference, compare that to the rest of IOA. Like, the Hulk with those terrible old cartoons they used to have in there before they redid it. Like, like their Marvel Land is just a bunch of cutouts. <laughs> the uh, Doctor Seuss, the Doctor Seuss Land is kind of okay, but, like, the Betty and Veronica or whatever it is and the Marmaduke. It's like their idea of like theming is just like cutouts. You realize you're supposed to be arguing for them, right? No, I'm, I'm arguing. They're totally going to half-ass Nintendo. <laughs> I'm defending. I'm defending the, the first iteration of Harry Potter as a big step up from what Universal used to have. And then the second iteration, a step further. And then I'm hoping that Mario will be, you know, yet, yet better, better still. So <laughs> Look where they've come from, Brian. They've made progress. <laughs> Look what they slapped together for proof of concept <laughs> and hoped to get away with. Touche. Anyway, I cheated and got two entries. The new Skycar system at uh, Disney. Because I think like now, even staying at Pop Century, the fact that you can hop on one of those and get to a park ups the value proposition there. And I always said that they're wasting those 
supposedly the landing fort is going to be in that lake between the two or near, you know, that lake area. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be kind of magic. Not in the lake, I hope. No, no, but you know, Hourglass Lake that separates Pop Century from Art of Animation? That area, they say, is where that, that pickup's going to be. And that always struck me as a perfect place because they have like a lot of land there and you can just walk out on the bridge. That could be cool. Anyway, that, that's entry one for me. And then entry two is the new Nintendo land at Universal. And that's it. That's our look into the future. Folks, this, this episode has taken us well into the future. And I want to finish things off with sort of a question to ponder. Uh, we can offer our views on it really quickly before we adjourn. I mentioned in part one of our two-part Orlando special that there's one thing missing from Orlando. One, one thing that like other entertainment districts have that Orlando lacks. And I think I talked about it in the pre-show. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, talking about like gambling, basically like casino gambling and vice in general. That's, that's largely absent from Orlando. And in the state of Florida, there have been numerous pushes to allow casino gambling broadly in the state. <clears throat> and Disney and other uh, big entities in Orlando have pushed against it, uh, arguing, I guess, I mean, I'm assuming because they think it's going to sap dollars from their entertainment offerings. And I guess in my view, if you were to now add like a Vegas style experience on top of what Orlando ha already has, you've got an Orlando on steroids. Cause now you've just got like that much more going on. I think you just have Vegas. You, you think it just you think like that just overtakes what Orlando is today, and it then becomes a, a gambling hub, basically. Or I uh, first off, I don't really mind like a gambling hub or anything like that. But how many families yeah. take their kids? How many families, when the kid is like three or four years old, plans for years? Oh, when you're old enough to appreciate it, we're gonna go to Vegas. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> You don't think they could exist side by side? You don't think it could be like Orlando as it is today plus Vegas? It is Orlando as it is today plus Vegas. They're just not in the same place. <laughs> well, what if they were? Do you think that you would have a watered-down version of each? Or like you just could not have the family-friendly next to the vice and, and debauchery? I, I I mean, I don't I don't know about debauchery. But yeah, I think it's just a different atmosphere. Like, do you really want your good, wholesome Disney to be, like, I don't know, you clock out of it and you go back to Vegas? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think, like, for me as an adult, like, uh, if there's a variety of things for kids to do and me, I'm, not, I'm, like, putting myself in the hopefully near future when I've got a family, you know, when my companion and I have kids. Maybe we want to do some adult stuff, but we want enough kid stuff, like, mingled in so that, like, there's something for the whole family to do. Although I'm not exactly sure know, how you towed a kid into a a casino. Gambling, um, though? Like, there's plenty of adult stuff to do. Yeah, I don't know. Disney, for years, you couldn't even, you couldn't even, you still, I don't think, in Magic Kingdom can get, like, beer. Yeah, only in, like, Be Our Guest. Yeah, like, that, you, they have resisted that for years and years and years, which I applaud. I like that. I, I like that there's a place that, you know, I'm not anti-drinking or anything like that, but I, I like, you know, that they sort of take the stand that, hey, look, I'm, you know, this is a place else. for kids, and yeah, you, you, if you want to drink, go to Epcot, or you go to, you know, go back to the resort. There's plenty of places there to drink at our resorts, or go to Pleasure Island, or whatever. Is, is Pleasure Island even still there, or is it defunct at this point? It's got a different name now, doesn't it? Didn't they change, like, all the names? 
Yeah, they did. They everything's now. It's all Disney Springs. It's just downtown Disney, isn't it? No, it's Disney Springs now, and yeah. Disney Springs. That's right. Everything has new names. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I mean, and plus, you know, like I mean, there is gambling. I mean, like, we we talked about Tampa several times already. Like, you can drive to Tampa, uh, which is only about forty five minutes to an hour, or you can drive to Daytona, which is about forty five minutes to an hour, and they have like the you know Native American casinos, where you can like the well shit in Tampa they have the Hard Rock. Just like they do down here, where you can go and gamble. So you think you think gambling can coexist in Florida, but not in Orlando per se. It can't be in Disney's backyard. No, 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 no. I was just saying, I think it can coexist, but I mean, I like that it doesn't. I think you're not alone in that sentiment. I, I, I see it as adding to Orlando's appeal, if that's yet another option. I, I don't know that it necessarily will divert the tourist dollar, because mom dad and the kids aren't going to aren't going to go pull slots you know so here's my question to you does it need it i wouldn't say need no i wouldn't say need but i don't think that the political capital is necessarily well spent opposing it i think disney's fears that it will have a negative impact on them are unfounded I don't know, though, because, like, if you're, I mean, look, if I'm Disney and, like, someone wants to put a casino nearby and I know that, like, my, I mean, you know that people that come to Orlando, there's already so many different, like, just like we've talked about in these past, these two episodes, there's so much to do. Now you're adding something that, like, not, is just, is not only a draw, but is something that a lot of people that are coming to, to that area probably can't get in the areas that they're coming from. So, like, if you're coming from, like, wherever, Georgia or wherever you're coming from, right, and, and you don't have a casino nearby and you like to play blackjack or craps or whatever it is and you come and there's, there's, a, there's a casino that's nearby and, you know, you go to the park all day and then mom and dad want to go out and blow off some steam and they leave the kids in the hotel and they go and they play, you know, go play blackjack and dad loses half of what he had <laughs> planned to spend on the whole trip at, on blackjack. You know, that that trip to the theme park the next day is going to be really skimpy. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, instead of, like, eating at the restaurants and whatever, you're stopping at Publix and getting, like, you know, peanut butter sandwiches and taking them. In the- I, I see what you're saying. Like, suddenly the suddenly the happy fa- fa- Disney family trip is, like, cut short by dad's gambling addiction. And, like, yeah, it all goes right. to shit. Exactly. I remember when daddy hit mommy after he lost playing the games. I'll never go to Disney yeah. again. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. I, maybe Disney themselves don't fear the competition; they fear the impact on their potential customers. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's what. I, I rail against cluster bomb cons all the time. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you need every possible option in one city. Like, yeah, I, I'm not saying Orlando's lacking. I was just asking that question for for us to ponder, and it seems like we do have some differing views here. I don't know that it's not something Orlando needs to keep out necessarily, although you guys do make some points that are getting me thinking about that. But uh, yeah, from I, I from from a more narrow perspective, being Disney or an operator of a quote unquote family friendly entertainment experience, yeah, I don't want the uh, friendliness being spent on strippers and and coke when it could be spent uh, on my overpriced hot dogs. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is something to think about. They want Daddy to spend that money on uh, on Disney princesses, not uh, naked princesses. <laughs> right, not princesses working their way through college. Right. 
Right. Exactly. Although, I mean, I guess they could have like a Disney, you know, Disney Dad's Club upstairs in the castle. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Daddy's got a fast pass with uh, <clears throat> Tinkerbell. I'll catch you kids later. Yeah. yeah. Daddy's. They got a slot machine, and it's the, the kid. The kids going through. It's a small world. The mom's like pumping coins in the slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look. You know, a lot of those play, like Universal is not much better. Like they charge you for like everything. Like you want to like shoot somebody with the water jet. You got to put in. You know, put money in this. <laughs> put money in that. Like, they, they want you to spend your money. They just want you to spend, you spend your money there, not anywhere else. So I don't think they really. No, they, they do, Cam, and they're they're so mercenary. I can see them embracing it. Like that that carnival yeah. midway in Dino Land goes out the door for like a a raptor whose claw you pull to to spin a, <laughs> you know, step up here and be a big winner. Three Velociraptors, you win. Coins come pouring out. Yeah. I, I could see Universal being dirt dirtbag enough to just be like, "Yep, we are Vegas." <laughs> they'll put slots on the roller coaster so you're like you're pulling the lever while you're riding it <laughs> you never know yeah you never know sorry don't mean to disparage the universal brand i do not want to jeopardize any potential sponsorship opportunities i love universal it's family friendly and every bit the entertainment destination any disney park is absolutely with that disclaimer out of the way <laughs> i think we can uh probably end this particular entertainment experience for our guests unless you guys want want to add anything else no i'm good okay well that was our final food for thought section something we may or may not add to upcoming episodes i kind of like it something something for our listeners to take away and uh speaking of our listeners i thank you for hanging in there during our hiatus i was on an extended florida trip which made i was having a lot of fun but i was also working and doing other things that made podcasting rather difficult also, I hope no coughs slipped through the editing gate, but I uh, was also kind of sick. So those things sort of conspired to an extended absence. And uh, those of you who are uh, close listeners will note that Brian was gone for a little while. He was on a, a bit of a hiatus himself. We're happy to have you back, sir. And uh, look forward to more exciting entertainment from the Nerd Stravaganza going forward, unless these two guys decide they're done after this. <laughs> Which is a distinct possibility after a couple hours of my company. Oh, no, I'm in, man. I'm in. Nice. Cam's in. Brian, uh, the jury's still out. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you liked what you heard here and you hung in and you want to come back for more, we encourage you to do so. We encourage you to do so by checking us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Pocket Cast, or any other venue that carries excellent programming such as ours, namely ours. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google Plus circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Check out our website, nerdstravaganza.com. Check out our video content on YouTube by typing Nerdstravaganza into the handy-dandy search bar, and send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. All right, folks, and with all that said, Cam, take us out of Orlando. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. And if you don't get it, if I don't win, you ain't getting that butterbeer tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to Old Town, kid. Forget about Disney. Yeah. <laughs>